0: Avondale are dominant against Oakley, Bentley Greens beat the Burgers to go from 5th to grand finalists, we interview Avondale's Bill Rico Benet ahead of this week's grand final and we preview the final week of Victorian football, a triple header on Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, it's episode 31 of the Semi-Pro Potty. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 31 of The Semi-Pro Potty. I am your host this week, and for the 30-odd preceding weeks before this, William Chambers. Joined to me, to my right, Branson Gibson. How are
1: you, my friend? I'm doing very, very well, thank you, William. Episode 31, it is also the grand final episode 31 of the podcast. Very exciting.
0: Very exciting. We've... We've not really put much training into this season. We've not had any blood, sweat or tears. But we've made it to a final. Speak for yourself. I mean, we did early days we did cry a fair bit. Yeah. That's we've got through that hurdle. Um but yep. We're here. The grand final is upon us. And it's a really interesting one in Victoria. I know there's a couple of people who don't um live in Victoria who listen to our podcast. We've got a weekend of football that is pretty much three games in one day. And so what we're going to do in this episode is obviously we're going to review the games that were on the previous weekend, but also preview the ones that are upcoming in that bumper Sunday fixture at Amy Park. But before we do, Branson, we do it every week. We love it. It's here to stay. Never, ever to leave this podcast. It's the
1: kit bag segment. What have you got on this week, Matt? Uh, I have a World Cup kit on today. It is a 2010 South African World Cup kit of North Korea, mate. North Korean kit. So it definitely fits the... uh, NPL theme. Well, I was going to say, not the (laughs) NPL theme, but it definitely falls into, uh, you know, peculiar or, you know, sort of a random category, I suppose you would say. Um, As far as the kit itself goes, it's... Pretty classic. It's red. Yeah, it's yep. all red. You know, it's got the North Korean flag on it, of course, as you would expect from a national team kit. It's a bit of a weird material. It does feel a little bit like those uh, sort of swim rash shirts a little bit. Yeah, it's
0: a bit stretchy. Bit. It's got a lot of give to it.
1: Yes, it does. But it also does have a South Africa 2010 World Cup patch on the sleeve, which I think is uh, quite cool. Probably one of the worst World Cups. You reckon? Re- yeah, I would put
0: South Africa in. I like, remember because no one could figure out the fucking ball. Yeah, like I remember it was well, maybe about a year ago. I rewatched the Germany England game. I think where there was that goal that was disallowed that was over the line but wasn't. Mm. Um, and I just remember
1: watching the highlights, and it's like it's, it's as if like Lampard couldn't pass. Well, I quite liked the 2010 World Cup, and maybe it's just because like for me that was the first World Cup that I can like. Remember, like properly remember, as like well watching it and sort of taking notice of the the entire thing. So yeah, I don't changed. know. I, I I didn't think it, it was, was the worst. But...
0: It was easier to watch that World Cup. You're right because I think by then, you know, oh six, it was very much um, SBS had the games and not every game. Whereas twenty ten, we kind of started getting, you know, a lot more coverage of every game. Yes, I think yeah yeah no, I'd agree with that statement.
1: Uh, one other thing on the kit, it is. Well, it's a, it's a player kit, sorry, got a little bit confused there. Number 9 Jong tae sei on the background. A uh apparently quite famous North Korean footballer. Did play in Japan, Korea and in Germany in the Bundesliga too. Good old Jong Tae-se. So uh what a guy. What a kit.
0: What a kit indeed. Um What are you wearing, mate?
1: I am You well you've you've, you've gone with the uh the MPL theme and I quite like it.
0: I'm wearing my Avondale kit. And what's really special about this Avondale kit is that if Avondale wins this weekend, there is no other player who wears the number 29. No. And that is what my jersey is. Yes. So over the course of the next week, I'm going to be creating a Wikipedia page for me as a professional footballer, making up a completely fictitious backstory to me as a footballer, building out my profile with a picture of me kicking a soccer ball wearing this jersey to make it look somewhat valid and if Avondale wins the um, MPL this weekend the grand final I I'm going to try and do a sneaky one because if they win someone's going to go in and edit the Wikipedia page to say they won it Do
1: you reckon you could slide yourself in there?
0: Exactly because if I just edit it now they might be like oh that's a little bit suspect but if it's like there's a handful of people editing it then they'll be like oh yeah no that's that's a it seems like they won something that's a normal time for things to be edited. And so I can also, at that point, chuck a sneaky link in that says, number 29, William Chambers, zero game, zero starts still part of the squad. Yes, they yes. That won the NPL Grand yes, Final. Yes, there you go. So that's my grand plan, and that's why I'm wearing the jersey this week. And you I swear it. to God, if anyone listens to this podcast and goes, I'm just going to report Will Chambers for this, or I'm going I'm to take it down, don't do it, because... Let's see, I think collectively as a group, how long we can get my name
1: listed on the Avondale Wikipedia Well, if you, if you can even get it on there in the first place, that'll be, I don't know, do you reckon you're backing yourself? Oh, 100%. I mean, it's
0: Wikipedia, It's the whole concept of it is that anyone can contribute to it.
1: Right, yeah, not as good as Twitter, but
0: anyway. Oh, Twitter's a fucking cesspit, <laughs> you know it. Um, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, let's jump into the review section because I've got to be honest with you, I... I didn't expect the weekend to transpire the way that it did. Now, we'll get to the Heidelberg-Bentley-Greens game because that was for mine. I think last week I was flippantly disregarding this game as nothing more than a Heidelberg win. But the <coughs> early game... Oh, you okay there, mate? Yeah, I am. Do you want a beer? No I'm, it down. no, I'm good. Okay. There is a beer there, actually. Is that mine? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't even fucking realise. Yeah, man. I know. That's what I realised. I was like, oh, I don't think he knows his beer. No, I, I didn't know Anyway, cheers, mate. Cheers, well, oh, well yeah, there we go. Um... So, we'll kick off the early game on the Saturday, which is Oakley versus Avondale at Avenger Park, and we were both at that game. The weather was a little bit weird. It was torrential rain, sunny, warm, a bit warm in the sun, then windy and cold and rainy, and then sunny again, and it was just one of those classic Melbourne days. But, I remember we rocked up to the game around about half, half an hour before, and... Walked in and the shock news coming out of that game was that Chris Oldfield had injured himself during the week. Uh, Goalkeeper for Avondale has played pretty much every game, every minute this season. I think every game, yeah. Um, And just uh, probably one of the better goalkeepers in a very good league of football. And he's not in it. And it's Mm. at that stage, I was like, it's Avondale coming up against the informed team in Oakley without one of their key players. Yep. Well, he's the captain, you know, I think
1: he won goalkeeper of the year last year. He's been nominated again this year, you know, like it's a pretty big out. I was like, oh, this doesn't bode well at all. And And from what we heard as well, he was admitted on game day. Mm. so like they might I think I, I wanted I, I, to see if he was going to get yeah, the I know the from story, what we but
0: understand as well was he's probably going to be out for the final as well unless like miraculous happens yeah
1: well uncertain we haven't yeah. we haven't heard anything for sure but I mean anyway so Rory
0: Bryan gets the globs and I've not seen Rory Bryan keep but this was a big thing where I was at the game and I'm like oh I reckon Avondale of you know I already thought this was going to be a difficult game and then that happened I'm like here we go I have to say, Avondale got off to an excellent start, and they pretty much controlled the game from start to finish.
2: You know, like they they really
0: nullified the threat of Oakley. The last ten to fifteen minutes were a little bit, I think, more even, and we started to see a little bit of more what Oakley is capable of, but. You know, it was a really good start from Avondale. They got a goal in the first 10 minutes. Uh, Scott Hillier opened the scoring. Uh, I think it was a corner. Yep, headed up it a from the corner. From, yep, uh, not in the near post. Just a nice, tidy little bit of positioning finish. Nice,
1: um, uh, well-worked set piece by the looks of things. Bowling yeah. at the front post with a flick on that found uh, found Hillier. So it set- definitely definitely looked like
0: they knew what they yeah. were doing on that one. Well, set pieces were quite threatening throughout the, the first half and mm. even early part of the second half for Avondale. Um Honos, look, again, Avondale just dominated. Honos was forced to make a couple of good saves. Most of the play was happening up the um, Avondale end. But it was 1 0 at half time. And then the second half started much the same. You know, the game did spice up a bit. There was a couple of touchy fouls in midfield. And I think that gave Oakley a little bit of a foothold. But, you know, as you felt like they were starting to build themselves into the game a bit, admittedly through a little bit of shithousery, um, it was a goal from Stefan Valentini that was a 2-0 lead. From there, Oakley then started to get into the game. So I think that when the game spiced up, it started to work a little bit more in Oakley's favour. They started to break up the play a bit more, get out Avondale, control a little bit more passages of play that we hadn't seen them get, um, to the point where there were some good saves, there were some good chances for Oakley, but they wouldn't find the back of the net. Um, I think they eventually got someone sent off. I think it was Pavlu. Got a yeah, second yellow late.
1: But, like, I mean, I thought, as you said, Avondale controlled the entire game. So, by the time Oakley sort of had, you know, any sort of major sustained pressure, it was too late. It was too late. And, like, Avondale did a great job, I thought, defensively all day of restricting Oakley. I don't think they had that many... They didn't, like, oh, I reckon they a, the first
0: sixty minutes, I don't think there was a guilt Edge nah, chance. No,
1: nah, like their best chance came, I think, what just after Avenell went up two 0 and they had a header. Yeah. and then you know, of course, being an elimination final, like they had to go for it at yeah. the end. You know, the last ten minutes, and Avenell was sitting deeper. But even then, you know, like it just they didn't they didn't seem like scoring. And Joe Guest was a bit of a non-factor. And to be fair, a lot of the Oakley teams, boy, sorry, a lot of the Oakley players didn't have the impact that obviously. Chris Taylor would have and, and the entire team would have wanted but I yeah. thought I thought it was more credit to Avondale to on, on I would agree that. with that
0: yeah I would agree with that because I think you know you look at the form Oakley's in you look at how they um got to the semi-final um you know they dispatched Hume City which and did it with quite a lot of flair and vigor themselves you know they they pretty much nullified Hume City and they did their job really well last weekend. and I think this week that got done to Oakley in a way. It was, yeah, um, yeah. but it was a really good performance. And given the sort of, oh, I think some of the stuff off the field with Avondale, it was going to be interesting to see how they would prepare for this one. Yep, but a really, really good win for Avondale.
1: Well, a couple, a couple of other little things. So obviously, this win for Av- well, the loss for Oakley snaps their seventeen-game losing streak. Uh, Avondale were streak, uh, uh, undefeated streak. They must have been
0: quite ahead in order to make the finals. Yeah, so
1: their 17-game undefeated streak. Funnily enough, Avondale were the last team to beat Oakley before that streak started, and then they were the team to end it at Avenger Park. So Mm, whether or not... There's a little
0: bit of script writing there by the football gods. Well,
1: yeah, you know, I don't know if that has anything to to do with it, but, you know, that's just what I thought, and Avondale into back-to-back grand finals. Yep.
0: Which is a very, no no mean feat. So, obviously, we'll preview the final coming up. We've yep. got an interview as well uh, with one of the Avondale players. Um, we'll do that in the preview section. But when this game went, I went, okay, cool. Avondale versus Heidelberg in the final. That's a spicy game because you'd still think Heidelberg are maybe favourites for that. But I got proved to look like a bit of a mug. Because Heidelberg were beaten by Bentley Greens, who finished fifth. Yep. And were in some pretty tepid form going in. But they got beaten 2-1. Bran, talk
1: us through this one, because, wow, what a result. Well, yeah, and as, as you sort of alluded to, uh, an unexpected result. I mean, well, it's it's hard to tell if... I think it was unexpected. I think a lot of people would have thought that, it would, I mean, once Avenel won, you're going, yeah, Heidelberg, Heidelberg are going to beat Bentley. I, I thought it was a bit of a surprise that Bentley beat Green Gully in the first week of the finals. Yeah. I thought, I thought Gully would have got up for that. So, yep. and then you sort of look at that, you go, oh yeah, you know, this is a good matchup for Heidelberg. They'll roll them into the grand final, but it just, it just didn't happen. Yeah. And it was, really weird. yeah, well, it was an exciting game, uh, quite open, I thought, uh, end-to-end kind of stuff. Mitrovic for Bentley, he opened up the scoring. Heidelberg were caught out at the back, sort of in transition. Yeah, it was pretty bad defending there. Well, but... Harry Noon was playing at right back, and I'll, we'll sort of talk about that in a in a moment, but he was sort of caught out of position, left wanting. Mitrovic threw, found the back of the net, gave Bentley what I thought was a bit of a uh, surprise lead, because I did think that Heidelberg sort of controlled the early part of the game, the first 20 minutes or so, looked, looked more likely to score, so... Not necessarily against the run of play, but they didn't look like the team who I thought was going to score first. But, I mean, at the end of the day, mate, what what do I know? Yeah, well, I mean, literally, what do we know? Well, flags. <laughs> flags. That's <laughs> Flags and not movies. Yeah, exactly. And apparently not what's going to happen in the NPL finals. But, anyway, one thing that you can almost bet your house on this year, at least, anyway, is if someone's going to step up for Heidelberg, it's going to be Sean Ellis. I feel like yes. we said his name a number of times, he's got a number of cracking goals. He, of course, scored that crucial, crucial goal that won Heidelberg the game against yeah, Avondale. Yes. Yep, uh, Came to the rescue again midway through the first half. Equalised. And at that stage, you sort of go, OK, here we go. Bentley had their shot. You know, sort of surprised Heidelberg. Took the lead. Heidelberg have equalised. Yeah. They're now going to go on and win it. Wasn't any, Sorry, there weren't any goals for the rest of the first half. But after the break... Again, to my surprise, it was Bentley who, who took the lead. And it was Tyson Holmes who sort of helped bundle the ball over the line. It
0: was a semi-professional goal. I yeah, it.
1: it was very real. I think Bentley had a free kick that was deflected, then the ball was bouncing in there and uh, or looped in, can't remember. And then Holmes sort of backs into a Heidelberg player and sort of knocks him over and then spins and puts the ball in the back of the net. And sort of, what did you think of this goal? Because I... First time I saw it, I'm like, that's a foul. Like, it looked like he's sort of... If you haven't seen, he's sort of backing... He's backing into the the defender. Yeah, exactly. The ball's bouncing. He's backing towards the goal, backs into the defender. He does knock him over. Defender goes to ground, you know, maybe a little bit softly but then he just sort of spins and puts it in the back of the then did you think it was a foul?
0: It's one of those weird ones where I think if it was Premier League it would 100% be given a foul but because it's semi professional football yeah. it's like yeah like a bit of body on body is kind of part of the part of the game and I think it's it's still there in this like semi professional level of football and so for mine it's like yeah I probably wouldn't I wouldn't chalk out a goal for it but it's like if that happens in midfield it's probably a foul Yeah, you know, and, like, you want consistency. But I'm like, eh, would you chalk off a goal? Yes or no? Probably not.
1: Well, I I think it was, like, a classic 50-50 where if that was given a foul, I don't think Bentley would have been that mad about it. Like, I don't think they would have had that much to to genuinely be worked up about. Where you sort of go, ah, look, you know, okay. You you could have not called it, it, but... It has
0: to be said that um, the Heidelberg players didn't really protest it too much. Like, in that scenario, as you get backed into, you can go to ground, and you can throw your arms up in the air, and you can run at the referee, and there was kind of not much of that yeah.
1: going on. Like, it was just sort of like a bit of a, oh, uh, yeah, like, you know. Yeah. And I don't think the the Heidelberg player who did go to ground, I don't think he, he dived or anything. I think it was just no. sort of like he caught off. He did literally get shoved off. Well, well, I think it was just, you know, sort of caught off balance, you know, as he contests the ball. But Bentley... Up 2-1, and they just did not relinquish that lead. Heidelberg, again, as you would expect, stepped up the pressure in search of, uh, you know, more late heroics. Couldn't find it. We've seen them find it so many times this year. Port Melbourne, Avondale, those two games late in the year come to mind. No luck this time. They had chances i thought bentley defended really well and i thought they were
0: really well organised they even last week's game <coughs> they looked organised against green gully as well
1: yeah absolutely um,
0: and it's just i think it makes that job a lot easier when you kind of all have a job to do and you know how your job fits within that system and as much as you know we say bentley didn't have great form running into the finals it's kind of it's an interesting one because for these sort of elimination finals it's whoever rocks up on the day and just does their job you can't form Form kind of... I think maybe we were overplaying it a little bit going into the finals of... You've just got to rock up and do your job on the day.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, but, you know, Bentley's form, I think they'd only won, like, one of their last eight yeah. leading into the final. So, you know, I mean, like, you know, as you said, form That's doesn't th- really but matter. We, but, but, we but it but it does. It, does. Like, it surely does. It would. Like, surely it does. But
0: we're not footballers. No, but so we're like, not. We like, I mean, if we do... It's if, like the... say if we do a if we do a bad podcast, then are we better or worse next week for it? Because I actually think we're better the week after doing a shitty podcast because we're like, no, we really need to like make sure that we're we're doing the right thing.
1: Yeah, but I think, you know, and again we're sort of getting into, you know, hypotheticals <laughs> here, but like for Bentley it was like an extended period of of poor form. So at some stage you goes you go, Well look, this isn't an anomaly. We're actually just a bit crap.
2: Yeah. And for us
1: it's taken us thirty-one podcast episodes to realise that we're a bit crap. Or actually I think we realised it every week. We just kept playing on. Yeah, self-esteem's low on this podcast. Yeah. Anyway, so one, <laughs> one last thing that I do want to touch on that I thought might be interesting. So, Bentley last week announced that Nick Tolios, the former Kingston manager, will be their new manager yep. heading into next year. And he, I believe from what I heard, was at training last week before the Heidelberg game, like ran the sessions, spoke to the players. He was not on the bench.
0: Yeah, because he couldn't
1: be. But he well, I, no, I think he can be. I think he's going to be on the bench in the grand final. Yeah. Um, you're going to be on the bench in the ground. I am. We'll get to that later on. But uh, anyway, so Nick Tolios apparently pumped the, the players up. And you go, "Was do you reckon he was a factor? Because Kingston City did beat Heidelberg this year. So maybe Nick Tolios is just the man who has Heidelberg's the number. Like, Heidelberg's, like he was, yeah. well, he was, you know, Kingston were bottom of the ladder when they beat Heidelberg. Then he comes to Bentley, who looked a bit nowhere. And all of a sudden, Bentley beat Heidelberg. I wonder if... Uh, He's maybe figured something out.
0: Um, everyone on their given day is beatable if you do your prep. Maybe he's just he's figured them out.
1: Well, who knows? Yeah, anyway. they could change though. Anyway, um, so well, Bentley back into the grand final. They well they won it in a uh, twenty seventeen. So back they've after... always been in the
0: pointy end of it. Yeah. Yes, it's it's a it's a weird one not to see them there, but. Again, I don't think it's so much a failure of Heidelberg as Bentley earned it. I thought Bentley played really well-organised football. And, like, uh, you know, as much as I think Avondale will have been breathing a sigh of relief at not having to face Heidelberg, it's now like, shit, how much damage are Bentley capable of?
1: Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Like, that
0: that's the really interesting one for mine. Well, but. we've
1: underestimated them two weeks in a row, so... At our own peril Oh yeah, who knows Um, Anyway
0: Yep, going back down to NPL2 Oof So we had the final round in that competition as well St. Albans automatic promotion They are coming up
1: Yep, Um, champions of the NPL2 West
0: Yes um, They had a 3-0 win over Brunswick City um, Which I think we were a little bit salty at Because they decided not to stay in No, we were Northcote City, weren't we originally When we started this podcast Yeah Yep, dead to us um St Albans lost um in the relegation playoff semis last year,
1: I believe. Yes, they did.
0: Um, after finishing second. So to get automatic promotion this year is I think a big weight off their minds. They don't have to go through that rig morale. Um Uh what else have we got there, Bran? We've got Eastern Lions. They yes they finished top of NPL two East.
1: Yep, they had a four nil win over Nadawating City in the last round. They finished four points clear of Boleen. So Eastern Lions and St Albans both going back up, which is exciting. You know, you know, relegation is always sad, but the, the good part about promotion is you get a couple of teams a couple of fresh teams back yep. up there. So
0: and, and so from east and west as well, we take the second finishing teams of Morland Zebras and Boleen Lions. Yep. And they played off midweek in the relegation playoff semifinal. So the winner of that game goes on to the big dance on Sunday for to fight Daniel Thunder? Correct. Correct, yep. yes. Daniel Thunder to see who will get promoted or who remain or be promoted in... NPL? Yeah, so,
1: yeah, this is a bit of a weird one. The relegation playoff semi-final, I guess you would call. Mm-hmm. It. You know, the, 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 the game... The
0: bracket to get to the playoff. Yeah, yeah
1: exactly. As the NPL to the potential promotion-winning yeah. promotion winning team. I was watching this game. It was on, uh, well, what was it? Tuesday night. Exciting stuff. Moreland. All good, mate. Sorry. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, you were just making a, a weird face. This is, you know, the benefits of podcasting stuff. My face
0: is fucking always weird, Branson. Don't, you don't need to stop the podcast for my weird face. No, I
1: thought you were indicating that I'd done something terrible. Anyway, back to the bullying, bullying even. Bullying, Bulleen, even, Bulleen-Morland. Bulleen-Morland game. Uh, I was watching this last night. It was quite exciting. I think Boleen and Morland, well, they've done battle in the league. Oh, sorry, not in the league, in the FFA Cup. Yes. We saw them do battle in the FFA Cup. Moreland got the wood over them. This time, though, Bulleen come out on top. They're, for having, a lo-
0: they're having a great season. Bulleen are having a very good
1: season. Well, it's a, and it's a good result for them after getting relegated last year. But this game, not a lot to talk about in the first half in terms of, like, openness, which I suppose you would expect a little bit, you know, a mm. little bit of, Tension, caginess, whatever. Uh, the game really sort of came to life in the second half. Morland took the lead sort of midway through that second term. And they looked almost certain like they were going to go through and hang on for the win there. Um, Bentley, uh, Bentley, Bulleen, sorry, all over the place. Bulleen kind of struggled, I thought, to create a whole lot going forward. Uh, their equaliser came very late on, I think it was in the 90th minute when they were awarded what I would describe as a 50-50 penalty at best. Yeah. Uh, I think the, uh, a bullying player was sort of running towards the touchline. The moorland a Zebra, you know, sort of tried to... Sorry,
0: there was a Zebra involved in yes, this Yes, there was. Of Fuck. course.
1: a Zebra <laughs> sort of tried to do the classic, use his body to block... The no. Bulleen player to let the ball roll out for a goal kick and sort of overdid it and sort yeah, of bodied...
0: the player too much yeah, and not played the ball. Yeah,
1: yet. exactly. Uh, referee pointed to the spot and then, as cool as you could imagine with everything on the line, Boleen stepped up, slotted the penalty, forced extra time, and then in extra time it was another penalty that they converted again, another sort of 50-50. I think there was a cross and the same player who won the first one, was sort of pulled down as he jumped for the cross. Referee pointed to the spot again, and different Bulleen player number nine. Again, I really wish I knew names. I just realised I didn't have all this written down. Uh, stepped up, slotted the penalty home, and Boleen hung on 2-1. So they're off to face the Dandenong Thunder on Sunday.
0: And that'll be a cracking fixture because we Dandenong Thunder have not had a great season, whereas I feel like Boleen have. Um, and so we talk about, over talk about momentum and everything, but like, you know, I think it's far easier to go into a game like that with, um, I think maybe like that positive energy of, of having that sort of, yeah. Hey, we've had a good season. Whereas being in the sort of fighting for promotion versus being in the relegation, you've got very different yeah, like,
1: contrasting seasons. Yeah. But yeah. But well, like at
0: the end of the day, again, it's still 90 minutes of football plus maybe like a half an hour if you have to, but well, like.
1: And as you said, we'll talk about it more in the preview, but this will be really interesting because I think, you know, we saw Dandy Thunder. They just shipped goals for fun this year, considered the most in the league by a, by a mile in the NPL. Yeah. But then at the same time, they've got Brandon Barnes and you, there's just isn't a striker as good as Brandon Barnes in the NPL too. So that'll be a really... Really interesting matchup, you know? Will Daddy Thunder's defence be able to hold on, or will yeah. Brandon Barnes... Can they
0: show up for 90 minutes? Well, and yeah, and
1: yeah. or will Brandon Barnes just sort of carry them over the line?
0: Um, the men's team for Bullying aren't the only ones who are doing pretty good good stuff this season. Um, the, uh, in the WNPL, the semi-final was played over the weekend, and that was Calder United, unsurprisingly dispatched of South Melbourne. Um... They put six, I think it was six past South Melbourne. Yes, 6-1 victory. Yeah, and that's, you know, Calder United have just been out out in the lead for pretty much the entirety of the season. They were being chased by Bulleen Lions, but, you know, couldn't couldn't be caught. So, Bulleen Lions won 3-1 against Alamein. That put them into the final as well. So, we'll get to it in the preview section, but that final of Calder United-Bulleen Lions, but how about that for Bulleen? You know, as a, as a club, having a team in the relegation player final on Sunday uh, the WNPL final as well
1: yeah very good result yeah gonna be a huge day hopefully that helps them get you know a huge turnout a huge crowd there obviously two games going on so that's gonna be very exciting hopefully for, for them you know two good results
0: yes it'll be very interesting to watch can't wait love it um, that's the end of the pre the review, the the review. review section not at the preview yet um, so we're going to take a quick break and we're going to jump back for one of the last Times brands in this season. We are going to do the That's So semi Professional segment coming up after this very short break. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back after that incredibly short break. Um, we actually take about, like, a three to four minute break, and that little break there is around about ten seconds. So, it's not really a break for you guys, is it? It's just a break for us. It's amazing. It's the amazing. magic of
1: podcasting and pre-recording. Can you pre-recording touch the
0: microphone and... while we're doing stuff, mate? I'm... Yeah,
1: sure. Because like, no you're worries. aware
0: that when you move the, mic- the microphone, it makes sound.
1: Yeah, but... It wouldn't have made sense if you hadn't spoken about it. That's very semi-professional of you, pointing out how some of the behind-the-scenes stuff works. Come on. Our Revealing listeners our secrets.
0: like to know that they like what we're wearing. They like to know what yep. we're wearing.
1: Of course. Understandable.
0: They, they are listening to this not for football. I think we've established that.
1: No, a little bit of football. Maybe a little bit. Maybe a a dash. Bits and pieces.
0: We did have a segue there for
1: semi-professionalism,
0: because this podcast is
1: very semi-professional in nature. Absolutely, and the league we talk about is, of course, semi-professional. And we love
0: it. And so we want to call out some of the things that we think are pretty semi-professional throughout the week. And I'm going to kick us off, because I have a cracker. Yep. You know it's going to be semi-professional if it starts to get to you via the dailymail.co.uk. Yep. Not a great... Fucking source yep. of information. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, they're definitely a source. Yes. Um.
0: In the same way that tomato sauce is a source. Yeah, but that's a good source. I was trying to think of a source that no one really liked. Uh, t- um, difficult. Tamari is quite
1: good. Not tamari. Tamari is it good? No, tamari? Tamari? Yeah, yeah, like tamari? good. Tamari is. It's, it's sort of like a healthier soy sauce yeah. alternative.
0: Um, I was thinking like maybe like a um. Uh, like a ranch or something, but everyone loves
1: a bit of ranch. No, quite like ranch. Yeah. Anyway. You a blue cheese sauce. No, great with hot wings. Oh.
0: Yeah, I love what? it. Yeah, yeah hot yeah, wings. Blue-, blue cheese sauce and hot wings.
1: I just don't understand blue cheese, right? You're vegan. You're I vegan know. Too. Yeah, but like blue cheese in general, like if you had a, a loaf of bread and it was blue, you'd go, oh, it's blue, put it in the bin. But with cheese, you go, oh, it's blue, I better put it in my mouth. And I just...
0: You are, you are aware how it gets blue, don't you? aren't you? No, it's, no. Idea. It's actually mould. Yes. Well, exactly. So it's, it's literal mould. Yes, exactly. Yep. So
1: if your bread was mouldy, you know, oh no, there's blue mould on my bread, I'd put it in the bin and not go, ooh, that's aged nicely. Let's <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's have with some, some creams. Creams. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Nice. Um. Anyway, but, fuck, wow, we've been sidetracked three times from getting into this goddamn segment. Yeah, that's it. so semi-professional. I'm going to kick us off. Yeah. One that I saw, Daily Mail, surfaced yep. it to me, is a Turkish supporter who's smoking. And yeah. That's not concerning. <laughs> Yeah. But the thing—it's
1: well, well, slightly because he's smoking at a game.
0: Yeah, but that's that happens at NPL games. so You can smoke at NPL. Yeah, but game. he's in a stadium, you know. Yeah, so yeah, slightly,
1: yeah. yeah so you sort of looking there that. You go, nah, it's twenty nineteen, mate.
0: Yeah, probably don't do that. Yep. Um, but what is great about it is that the reason why it's problematic is because he looks twelve. Oh, and, and everyone was like, "Why is there a twelve-year-old yeah. smoking at a professional Turkish football game?" Turns out, not only is he not
1: twelve, he's thirty fucking six. Yeah, like. It is ridiculous. It but, is bonkers. But also, like, you know, you're, oh, yeah, he looks what He 100% looks like a child. Like, and he's sitting with an actual child. Yeah. So he's just sitting there and you go, like, it's not, oh, yeah, he might be a little bit young. It's like, no, 100%. He, he looks 12. Yeah, absolutely. But it's like, he's 36. I oh, know. I'm not. How do you know that? The Daily Mail. Uh, the Daily Mail, yeah, I mean,
0: and they fact-check, like, yeah, no one else. Yeah. So they're not going to fact-check actual news stories, but they will contact the person and probably run three or four days' worth of news stories on this one 36-year-old guy. Yeah, right. But, um, but it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> uh, so we'll post some pictures of that with our Instagram stuff this week, because it's hilarious. Yeah, great Brand, stuff. what have you
1: got? Well, I saw this one. There are, you know, European qualifiers going on across, well, Europe. Uh... <laughs> Mainly across Europe. Yes, yes. Well, so something that I saw... Uh, you. I know I like flags another thing that I quite enjoy is national anthems Yeah, and national anthems very cool so anyway during the week France were taking on Albania and so before the game the, the game was taking place in France and at the French stadium they accidentally played the wrong national anthem before the game so they were meant to play oh, like so average so we that, see it
0: like a, we see it probably once or twice a year yep and it's like, but I feel like as technology progresses, we should be seeing this way less. Like, we really should, like, you just, it, it, this, this is automated. Like, you really shouldn't have to have a human pressing the button on this shit.
1: Yeah, oh, well, absolutely. And it was just like, it was, that in itself was, like, partly semi professional. But then the thing that I found, it sort of escalated, it kept going. So then, Albania refused to play without the correct national anthem being played. They're like, nah, you know, we are I not like like we are not playing if it's if it's this. Like it's it's not happening." Uh, so that caused the, uh, of course, a delay, a ten minutes delay while they found the actual correct Albanian national anthem. Uh, and then once they did, the ground announcer, you know, came on and apologized to Armenia. So he's like, "Oh, we oh apologize." So he's like, God. "We apologize to Armenia for playing the wrong national anthem." And
0: oh, that is a stitch. So, so it
1: was just sort of like a triple whammy: wrong national anthem, ten minute delay while we waited for the national anthem, and then to sort of rub I apologize
0: for the wrong country. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I think generally the French group, well, the French people... Oh, well, sorry. The,
0: Where are you going to go with this? <laughs> no, I this no, no, I didn't... I was going
1: to say, we're gonna, we sound very broad. The stadium, like, management crew at that particular stadium are probably, like... Ooh. That's
0: pretty semi-professional. Yeah, right?
1: absolutely. Um, My other
0: semi-professional one that I've got this week is a heavy bit of semi-professional. It's not even semi-professional. It's borderline basement level shitheadery the inter milan ultras who put out that letter explaining that their racism isn't racism
1: that's so bizarre it's like it's
0: bizarre and concerning in highly <coughs> equal levels and it's just like it, like what i don't understand about that scenario is if you write that letter someone else will read it before you post it like you know you'd go to someone like hey yep yeah, can you proofread this and someone should pick that up and go Yeah, like, the spelling's fine, but have you really thought about the contents? Because it's kind of a bit daft. And then they're like, oh, yeah, I can't see your point. Like, this has gone through multiple people who have read it and and reviewed it and been like, yep, no, this is the sentiments of us as a collective correctly
1: summarised. And it's like, it's fucking bonkers. Well, and it's not... It it sort of reminds me of the whole Adam Goods thing, because they're like, oh, you know, like... The logic is just sort of like to us, it's outrageous because they're like, you know, oh, when people do that, they're not being racist; yeah. they're just trying to put you off and like part of the culture. But it was it's yeah, like, but, it was, but it was sort of like you know, this is how we do it in Italy. We do it. Other teams do it. It's not racist. We know what real racism is, and this isn't it. And you just sort of like you are like. Uh, where what and what they know, and they were like they're like it's not
0: like the other racist in other parts of Europe that is real racism it's like no yeah. it's you are like part of the racist block of Europe yeah. alone, you
1: guys yeah so they're very semi
0: professional Put that in the bin yep. footballing supporters if yep. you think for any second that what they have released is even mildly true then you are no friend of ours at the semi pro party yep the semi pro Highly inclusive podcast of excellent footballery. That's us. That is us. Um, Brandon, have you got any other semi-professional ones throughout the week, or are you pretty much done? Uh, I think that was the main Ooh, semi-professional hey, one. I, I got one. Oh, okay. Adelaide United's jersey. Did you, Do you see like it? it? Yeah. Okay, so I kind of I, there's I I like it, but I don't like the neckline. But then I'm also like, hey, it's pretty unique, and I might like it. Yeah, I don't. I've know. never. I'd call it like a halo. Yeah. It's, it's like a circular neckline, you know. And what? it's got some colouring to it.
1: It, it sort of reminded me of a glow stick necklace. Yes, that's exactly what it is. So yep. you know how you put like three glow sticks together yep. and you put them around it your neck? a it, circle, yeah. Yeah, well that's the kind of neckline, and it's sort of bright. I think it's, Yellows, the, it's the yeah, yellow. Yeah, and, and a little bit of dark blue to sort of make it pop. In classic Adelaide United colours, I don't know. I I didn't think the kit was that good. I saw it on Twitter and people were going, "Wow, I love it!" And I was just sort of like, ah, "I
0: like it." It's don't know. unique, but like, it's like. Well, it's got like
1: subtle horizontal stripes, hasn't yeah. it? You're like, oh, I don't know. I yeah. don't know. Anyway, overhyped. Those In my humble opinion, those
0: horizontal stripes will not make me look thinner. It'll make me look fatter. Bummer. Yeah, big sadness. Oof. Um. Great sadness is over, though, because we get to go to the part of the podcast that I love the most, which is Will Picks on Bran. Um, so, I've got two movies for you. Yeah. Have you seen them on the run sheet? No. Okay, great. Excellent. So, I'm going to start you off with an easy one that I think you've probably seen. Right. Right. Happy Gilmore. Yeah,
1: have seen. Okay, great. Have cool. seen. Yeah,
0: what's it about? Just to uh, you know what's
1: a golfer? About. Isn't he like an ice hockey player? He used to play ice hockey. He got kicked off his ice hockey team for fighting or something. So takes up golf and then, yep. use, of course, uses his hockey stick, skills yeah as fucking... A, yeah, yep. and he's just an aggro dude. So have have seen Did you that like one. it? I thought it was fine. Yeah, I haven't seen it in ages, 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 but... It's a funny one. It is. It's a
0: good easy one. It is. So, it started with an easy one to sort of, like, get you in here. And I'm going to ask you about Blade Runner.
1: Yeah, which I... Fucking hell, I've not seen that. Blade Runner? Yeah. Does it got Ice Cube in it? Does it? (laughs) Oh, man. No, it does, doesn't it? No, it does. No, don't Google it, because you need to tell me what the movie's about. You
0: need to tell me what the movie's about. Okay, so Blade Runner with Ice Cube in
1: it, what is the film about? So, I haven't seen it, but I think I've seen, like, the cover of it. And it's of a dude who kind of looks a bit Morpheus-like. And he's got, like, you know, the snazzy sunnies. are you saying that you've seen The Matrix? Yeah, I have seen The Matrix. But but anyway, so, um, it's like a Morpheus-looking dude holding some swords. So, what's it about? I mean, I don't know. The thing that I have a problem with this film, though, is, like... If you're not supposed to run with scissors, what the fuck are you doing running with swords? like that? Is
0: Not only do I now know what film you're talking about... It's not this? It's not this. Oh, it's not
1: this.
0: (laughs) So I I want you... What film
1: am I talking about then?
0: I will tell you at the end, but can you describe very succinctly what you think the synopsis of a film called Blade Runner is?
1: Oh, well now I'm really not sure. Because I thought it was a guy with swords and, and Morpheus. you were sure before. Well, no, no. So let's, let's no, I take thought the I had an idea. And, let's take the swords and Morpheus approach. Oh, okay. If the
0: movie is Blade Runner and it's got swords and Morpheus lookalike characters in yeah. it, what's yeah. it about? Oh,
1: what's it about? I don't know. So I would say... And it's not an Oscar Pistorius biopic.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll give you would... that hint. I don't know what it would be about. It would be like... What I would like to think it would be about is sort of like a delivery man who relieves people relieves comes comes to comes to a delivery man who is called into action to come to the aid of people who have had razor blade mishaps i don't know
0: that's a that's a very good short film
1: you know like that'd be good like you know he's in new york city and like someone calls up and like hey i'm running late for work and i've shaved half my beard and i'm um, I've, I've lost. Run out of range yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's like, no worries. So it's sh-. like
0: it's like Dollar Shave Club, but personalised.
1: Yeah, sure. I don't know what Dollar Shave Club oh, is either. So great, safe. we'll roll with that. Um, but I this I will be honest. I have no idea. The fact that I thought I knew what movie it was, and apparently it's completely wrong, has thrown me okay. completely. So I feel like I can't even. That's that's really impressive where you've got to here because the movie that you're thinking of is called
0: Blade and I'll give you that. Ah, uh, okay, it's with, with Wesley Snipes, not like okay. Ice Cube or whatever you thought. Oh, yeah,
1: okay. Okay. Um,
0: and that's a great film. Those Blade films are great films. Okay, so on the
1: right track. Are they not are they, really. Well, not. in terms of like the film that I was thinking of was called Blade. Yeah, so, yeah, so it's yes, not. Yeah.
0: It's not. But Blade Runner is one of the best sci-fi films ever made. It kind of like created the genre. So whenever you, it's a sci-fi. Oh, fuck, nowhere. Yeah, I mean space. well um, No, I was feature. thinking I was nowhere. Yeah. I had no idea. Um, really good sci-fi film. Harrison Ford. Um, whole thing of you know people are robots or people and some robots escape and they have to fucking Shit. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's really good, really good film. I think you fucking hate it because it's slow movie, It's got lots of dialogue in it. Um, I don't have a problem with dialogue. Yeah, but I think it's slow. I think you to, mm. I know you don't like slow movies. You like submarine movies. They've got good dialogue.
1: Yep. Yeah, no. Yeah. But
0: yeah, you know, they're more often than not action packed dialogue, not yeah, like.
1: But this is this got me wondering as to what kind of movies I actually like because I don't know what kind of movie I like. So when you sort of here saying that I wouldn't like a slow movie, I'm like, really? Yeah. Well, interesting. You know? I, mm, mm. Yeah. Intriguing. Um, You're like reading my movie telling aura. Yeah, I am. That was risky. I don't know where I was going anyway. Um, and that's a new website we're going flag
0: to Flag me. Yeah. Oh, me random it. flag. Yep. Um, I'm going to give you one because I'm not sure if you put it in there, but the Kosovo manager this week going absolutely oh, bunter. Oh,
1: yeah, that's what I forgot.
0: Yeah, the Kosovo manager going bunter and showing a little bit of passion, which we love.
1: Mm-hmm. And it made me think what's the Kosovo flag? See, so this is. Really tricky because because yeah. they're a new country. So it's dark blue. Uh, it's got a yellow outline of the country, and I think it's got white stars around it, like the bottom in a sort of half crescent. Uh, am I close? I'll be honest, I'm not fully convinced. I know it's definitely got, it's definitely got an outline of the country of it. It's similar to Bosnia and Herzegovina, but it's definitely Herzegovina. But yeah, go yeah, on. whatever. Yeah, you've nailed it. Yeah, yeah there, there we go. That's it. Well done. So it's sort of like oh okay, more of a line kind of with a bit of a crescent shape on it, but yes. Yes.
0: Woo! Done it. He's bloody done it. Um got I've it. also been finding out that Branson has actually got a flag poster in his room, so
1: he's been cheating through every single I'm random not. flag segment. And to be honest. I've not, no. no. Done well, there's it. a flag poster in my room, there's a flag poster in the bathroom. But you can see the flag you cannot read. The name of any of those. Read and the flags are tiny. A flag.
0: Pick a flag on there and I'll
1: tell you I'll read its name. <laughs> Alright. This is a terrible podcast. Alright, so let's go. Let's go. Just so uh, you guys second, know f- Second row. One, two, three, four. The fifth one in. What is that? One, two, three, four, five. Second row, fifth in from the left. Is that
0: the one with the yellow triangle coming down from it? No, the, the one, one to the to... left
1: of it. Yeah, what's that? Yeah, that's Gibraltar. It's absolutely not, you <laughs> wanker. That's Bolivia. <laughs> and the one next to it is actually Bosnia and Herzegovina. Anyway, moving on. Um, What we liked. What we liked, yes. So, <laughs> Your, your well, one's great. <laughs> well, the first thing, I did like the Kosovo manager. They were playing England. He got very fired up in talking about mm. how his team was going to score a goal and how they had to plan to win and to score goals and how they had to go. Great outburst, loved it. The other thing that I saw that I liked was a giant TIFO at the Indonesia vs. Malaysia <laughs> so Indonesia versus Malaysia World Cup qualifier. And it's a giant, really big, like like <laughs> the entire gone. lower Bowl.
0: They've gone ham at Spotlight. Oh, like.
1: absolutely! And it just says "fuck you, losers," and you just go. What?
0: Can you bring it up again? I want to uh, see
1: it. I don't think I've got it on my. Oh, I've got, no. I've got my. I've got it on my phone though, but it's, it's just so like good. it's like "fuck you, losers." And you go as far as Burns go. Like that's <laughs> a pretty good one. Like what do you say to that? You're like, well, I've been bottled, <laughs> and it's like. It's, it's just... So massive. Yeah, but it's like, the one thing that I was slightly confused <laughs> yeah. at is like, is that directed to the opposition or the home team? Who knows? Like, because it could be either, you know, your home team's a bit crap, they go, I, fuck you, you lose all the time, but I quite great like, sledge, great burn.
0: I quite like the idea that it's actually um, to the people watching at home. So if you didn't get a mm. ticket, yeah, they're, they're like you're watching on the telly, which means you can see this for the rest of the game, and it's a big fuck you lose. Maybe Melbourne City should do that I for the empty that,
1: seats. That'd be like a great thing for like um, the uh, Champions League final, you know? Like we're here, fuck you, yeah, you know, like, suckers. Yeah, like, just whoever you beat in the semis to get there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, so good.
0: Um, not that you guys will ever need to go through that. What's it like to go into a Champions League final? But you know, oh, there we go. He's up, mate. We yeah, made the
1: Europa League final. If he you did. It was quite good. Yeah, I did was. like that run. Yep.
0: Um, my one FC Bullion Lions tweeted. I think it was actually today, or maybe yesterday. Yesterday
1: during during their uh, semi-final yeah. relegation semi-final game at Hume City. So
0: they tweeted um, <laughs> a uh, during the game they counted the number of planes mm. that they saw during the game and, and and tweeted that and that might be a bit of a stupid tweet for anyone, but anyone who's watched football with me will know that one of my favourite games to play is that you drink every time you see a plane. Yeah. And there's definitely games, uh, grounds in the world that have a higher plane count than others. We'd started at Cooper's Stadium. Hindmarsh has got two flight paths that go over it. But you can see planes from very far away so it's like always the last person to see it, like the last person to call it, would be the person who has to drink. But I like that this is now catching on because, you know, there are some NPL grounds, Green Gully in particular. Yep. That's right near the airport. Yes. That is a good bit
1: of fun. That yep. is a good day out.
0: Yep. So I think FC Bullying Lions are onto my game of drinking whenever you see a plane.
1: Yeah, I thought that was good. Uh, yep. Another thing that I liked, South African football. Yes. Barocca. Uh, Barocca? Barocca? Barocca. Barocca FC were taking on Pirates. Just Uh,
0: Misk Pirates? Yeah. Can Misk Pirates FC be, like, our club name, Yeah, great.
1: (laughs) Misk Pirates. Uh, We're up 1-0. Bacora, oh, sorry, Bacora, Barocca. Uh, We're like, oh, no, we are down by a goal. Deep in stoppage time, had a corner, so, of course, they send the goalkeeper up. You send him up. And, you know, often very... Ooh, sorry, pardon me. Often it's very rare that the goalkeeper... Uh, actually does anything, so the ball was ripped in, goalkeeper wasn't near the initial ball, thing was like punched and cleared, comes to him, he's got his back to goal, and then he just unleashes an absolutely stunning bicycle kick, bicycle kick from distance, flies into the back of the net, equalises deep, in. so it was in the 96th minute, just absolute scenes, like, oh, it's just... So good! I think I think everything we said, that we dream of in football, and like I think we said at the start of, year, of the year, you know, we wanted to see a goalkeeper go up and score a goal, and we haven't seen that so far in the NPL this year. Uh, sorry, in the NPL in Victoria this year, anyway. But you know, you just see there, you go. That was actually it's remarkable. A and <laughs> really
0: good goal. He has like three defenders on him. He's out maybe about 16 yards yeah, and a yep. little bit sort of wide of the goal and it's a good finish it's a really good finish absolutely anyway, I like there's that. someone on the line there's yeah. someone on the line and like he fucking lobs it over yep. it. it's great so good um, one other last one that I liked was Avondale game on the weekend um, well, you know we don't actually normally get to hang out with people who listen to our podcast yep but Scratchy Dog from Twitter, I think it's Glaven nineteen ninety four. Formerly
1: Tas Melbourne Tasmanian mean Ta- ground nah, that's No, that's a different guy. Tasmanian yes. Melbourneian. I think that's is- the one. Yeah, um,
0: we got to hang out with him, watch yep. some football. It's really good. Yep, I'm always intrigued to see who actually listens to this and cares. So. He's
1: a North Melbourne fan. He I is absolutely off, get around of the same ilk as you. Yes, and he, yes, love it. From yeah, it, good. so
0: that was that was one thing that I liked. I liked actually hanging out with some people who listen to our podcast. Yep, because you know. Gets a little lonely with just you, mate, if I'm Mm, honest. Fair call. Understandable. Oh, well. Um, Yes or no? Yes. Ranson. Yep. Some hard-hitting questions. Mm. Is having three games on in one day a good idea? And I want you to answer this from a perspective of
1: players and also spectators. Yes. Okay. So, I think overall, definitely, yes, it's a great idea. Uh, For players... Potentially, because I, I, I think players will be the one thing where you'd say maybe not because it's sort of like it's a little bit tricky. Because the, the finals are Amy Park, so you've got three games on. So by the time you get to the NPL grand final, like the senior men's grand final, they don't necessarily have a chance to warm up, like they yeah. don't necessarily have anywhere like. Outside, unless they, you know, go into Gashes Gosh's yeah, Paddock or something Gash's like that. Gosh's
0: Paddock, cheese, Osh's
1: Paddock, uh, Gosh's Paddock. Yeah. So, like, I don't know whether or not that would be a bit of a bit of a big deal and like for players. But
0: I also don't that know would what be the one with the change rooms. So why do they the change rooms?
1: They've got multiple. Apparently, yeah, it's but, huge.
0: Like, how many?
1: At least six. Apparently, apparently, yeah, each team weird. has their own their own change room. So, because imagine if you like won the WMPL final. Well, you're going to want to and celebrate. You have to see, yeah, exactly.
0: Like, where, like Well, you clear it, out in 20 minutes. minutes. Yeah. yeah, like, that's not, that's not living. Yeah. Um,
1: um, but I think in terms of, you know, the day out and the spectacle of football in Victoria, I think it's great because it encourages people to go to multiple games. Festival they, of football. Yeah, it makes it easy to go to. Like, if you're a neutral, you can get there and you can go, geez, you know, I can go to three games. Or maybe, you know, you're not there for all three, but maybe you're there for two. Mm-hmm. So maybe, you know, you go for the WNPL game and you hang around for the men's final, if you're going to the men's final you watch the WNPL, or you go to the dandy balloon game and you hang yeah. around, like that sort not of thing. It's not just a
0: single game. Yep. Yeah,
1: exactly, and it sort of makes it easier for people. like I you know, It makes
0: sense you... as well, because they'll put the same amount of marketing spend, I feel, behind it, if
1: yeah. it's one game or if it's three. Yeah, well, so you might as well just get more bang for your buck. Well, it just means that, like, you know, as a fan, you don't have to choose. Like, you know, we saw that a lot during the NPL season. There'd be, like, four games on... On a Friday night, it's like, well, I I have to pick one to go to. So in this instance, it's sort of good because you can have as many people there as possible. Amy Park, great venue. Hopefully, you know, maybe a little bit big, it's a but, bit in ter- big but in term, but in terms of like good. a quality facility, it's it's a hundred percent. Well, we saw
0: the um we saw the New South Wales Premier League final played at Bankwest Stadium. Yep. Um, the other week, and that looked good. And that's about the same size. Yeah. That yeah. you
1: know that looked good. Oh, Bangquest is a lot bigger, I think. Yeah. Bangquest is like forty. I think Amy Park's like twenty-five. Are you right? Just fucking biting your nails live on the podcast. There, I wasn't mate. biting them. I was. Uh, I, I had something sort of poking in there that I was trying to uh, remove. Well, and for those playing at home, I, I did manage to nice. successfully do Very that. Very proud of you. Thank you.
0: Um... On the things that are poking in as well, we're poking into the end of the part two of the podcast. Yes, let's wrap it up. Wrap it up. Join us back very shortly, ladies and gentlemen, for part three, where we will preview the final week of Victorian football. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> Terrible way to end part two. All right, join <laughs> us in part three very oh, shortly. Oh, still going... Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to part three of the semi pro potty, the preview section of the grand final weekend. Woo! Shit.
1: Yeah, I'm bloody pumped, mate. So let's start. So, the day itself, three games on the day. The day kicks off with the relegation playoff between Bulleen versus Dandy Thunder, twelve thirty PM kickoff. So let's talk about that one first, mate. What are you? What are you expecting from this?
0: Tasty lunchtime fixture reminds me of um, cup finals at Wembley. Yep, I mean not really, but um, this one's <laughs> going to be a really interesting one because I actually think if I had to like pick a team, I would expect Bulleen to win this purely mm. because I just think they're playing really good football. Like, uh, I've seen them a couple of times. I have also watched them online. Probably, I've probably seen them more than any of the NPL2 teams, actually.
1: Yeah, well, they're quite they're quite sort of close to us, and we sort of just found ourselves going yeah, there.
0: Jack bloody does a little bit of coaching. Yep. Branson's housemate does yep. some coaching there. So um, we, we've we been to a couple of games, and I think, like you said before, I think the difference is that I feel like bullying are capable of scoring goals. And Dandy Thunder are capable of shipping goals. Yeah, I think that's and, the key and, one, and like yeah. And there's, there's really only one winner in that equation. Like you, Dandy Thunder, on their day, they've kind of got a couple of goals in them, but, you know, we're going up against a pretty prolific scoring side, and I think they're maybe a little bit more hungry for it. I think Dandy Thunder have had a pretty topsy-turvy season, and they're sort of, I don't know, I've not got much fighting spirit out of them. I think they were kind of probably... They got to that position because of how bad Kingston and... Um, who else got relegated? Paco. Paco. How bad they were. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's a really interesting one. I, again, it just boils
1: down to 90 minutes of football, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, I, anything could happen. I, I, I'm, I'm going to disagree, and I I reckon that Dandy will win, simply because I just think... I, I don't think Bolin will be able to cope with Brandon Barnes. Like, he is so dynamic and, you know, we know his quality, we know he can score goals, and I just think that someone like him will just sort of have too much firepower for Boleen. But, like, I really like the point that you sort of brought up earlier, how both teams are entering the playoff relegation battle, and I never really thought about this, on, like, such contrasting Seasons, like you yep. know, like the the team coming up have had a great year, full of success. You know, they've just missed out, yeah. Cause
2: the uh, team, but
1: the team going down have had, frankly, a pretty yeah, season. Yeah, yeah, pretty torus. So it's like very interesting in terms of that. I never really quite thought of it like that. So I find well, that, that fascinating. Well, that, yeah, that
0: playoff final is normally within that one league, so it, it's like um, you know, your top two teams will go up, and then the other four teams will play off from that league to find out who goes up. And whereas this is a very interesting one where it is that the worst placed team from one league plays the, the better placed team from the other league. Yeah, And it's like, yeah, okay. You know, that's like a really interesting dynamic. I'm looking forward to it because I think it's actually a really good way to decide that final three instead of just like well, absolutely. three go up, three go down. Yeah. I
1: actually really like this well, format. And they do it in the Bundesliga and it's the best game yeah. It's so good because there's just so much on the line. It's so passionate, you yeah. know, and the Bundesliga is crazy for that sort of stuff. But anyway, uh, so you're tipping Bulleen. I'm tipping Danny Thunder.
0: I'm going to tip, yeah, Bulleen. I was going to wonder if I was going to be really uh, spicy and be like, it's going to go to penalties and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't think we'll get it to penalties just because I think there's goals in this one. But I'm, yeah, I'm thinking Bulleen.
1: Yeah, What? Well, yep, Cool. Well, moving on to the next game on the uh, on the schedule, it is the WMPL Grand Final kicking off at three thirty PM. Calder taking on Boleyn, clash of the top two teams. this yeah, they have been the is three gonna front be all season. What are you
0: expecting? Oh man, uh,
1: uh, a very good game of
0: football. Sorry, like that's exactly what I'm expecting. I'm expecting a really, really good game of football. Um, I think if you were going to take form into the equation, Calder, you would say, are favourites, purely because they've been out in front for so long, they've pretty much put every team to the sword. I think the last game they lost was against Alamein well, way back. And
1: No, not quite. So, they last lost in the second last game of the year to Boleyn. Really? Yes, Bulleen did beat Calder in the second last game of the season. So going yes, back, they did. So going, so going back earlier, and, yeah. and Bulleen lost to Alamein the week before, yeah. so it's sort of like in that round where the top two, three teams... Like sorry, the top two, three. Yeah. yeah. the top three teams are sort of trading okay. off defeats. But anyway, I reckon it'll be interesting. So Bulleen, I mean, we saw it last year where they weren't the top team, came up against, I think it was South Melbourne who were the top team, and they knocked them off in the finals. So yeah. Bulleen... Are definitely capable of that. And they remind me of Heidelberg, yeah. where it's sort of like Old Faithful, and you know they might not necessarily finish on top, but they're bloody dangerous and they're definitely good. Mm. Personally, I think Calder will still win. I think yeah, I think I, Calder are too good. They are. They are. I think. I think, yeah. I think they're better. I think they're better. But Boleyn are certainly capable of of getting a result That's here. So it's really going to be fascinating. A yeah, it's yeah, for really, sure. Really, really good
0: game. Um, And then what a treat. Look, I... I, You know, you didn't ask me my question before of... um, Is three games... Yeah, what did you think? Yeah. I think it's a bit exhausting from a supporter's perspective. To be honest with you, by the end of two games of football... That have got so much to play for... You know, like we're talking a relegation and a final. Like a grand final... I'm, I'm, my emotional capacity is pretty much spent to that stage, and then we have to jump into the NPL final, which is you know the league we've been covering the most this season and the thing we're probably most invested in. Um, so then we jump into Avondale versus Bentley, and it's like hell if those first two games go to penalties. I, I don't know how I'm going to be able to go through it. I'm going to, it's going to be spent. Um, so Avondale versus Bentley. Now we've huge got game. very huge game. Um, and I'm not sure when we're going to do it. Do we cut to the interview now? Yep. Well, yeah.
1: yeah, we might. So what or, we'll do is what a, we'll do is sneaky re-release. Uh,
0: so what we'll do is we will play the interview for you now. So we had a quick little chat with um, Phil Ricca Bene.
1: Yep. Philip Ricca Bene. Yep, yep. Of Avondale.
0: Yep. He is one of the. Defensive brothers of Avondale. Yep. Um. And he was great, kind enough to give us, you know, seven odd minutes of his time to talk about what his feelings towards the game are. And I think what we'll do is we'll hear from him first. Yep. And then we will talk about our sort of preview for this game because I think it's a it's a very real one. Well, yes, Phil, take it away. Well, we've got a bit of a treat here, ladies and gentlemen. We are joined on the line by Phil Riccobene, who is a defender for Avondale and will be, you know, let's assume, playing in this weekend's grand final. Phil, thanks very much for joining us this afternoon.
2: No worries. Thanks for having me, guys.
0: Any time. Now, obviously, we've sort of been following Avondale pretty closely throughout the season with Branson working for you guys, but obviously, last year, you played in the grand final. You came off the bench, and there was obviously a disappointing result last year, but strong start to the season... When you sort of started the season, you started to get some good wins and some good performance. Realistically, did you know that this is where you would end up at the end of the season, in the grand final?
2: Oh, look, you sort of start pre-season, you know, anticipating of of making the grand final. You know, that's why you work so hard for for 12 weeks and you take it into the season with you. So um, we always knew from day one, you know, that that's what we're sort of uh, working towards. Um, So, yeah, look, we'll, we'll... we we're confident and, um, you know, we, we had a, an expectation and, you know, we obviously need a bit of luck throughout the year. Um, but, you know, we, we've done really well this year and, um, you know, credit to everyone, you know, a part of the Avondale family. Everyone's um, done really well this year and uh, it's good to be rewarded and, and making grand finals. So, um, yeah, it's been a, a great year thus far.
0: Yeah, I mean you can't ask for much more. Obviously you can ask to, to be, you know, standing up on the podium on, on Sunday night, but you know, there was a really strong start of the season, and there was that sort of dip in form that we started to see towards the tail end of the season. I mean I Branson and I spoke about it on the podcast, you know, it looked we didn't feel like it was fatigue, but there was just a real sort of dip in momentum and form. Um, cast your mind back to that Heidelberg game. It was the second to last round of the season. Um when that sort of, the result of that game, did, did that sort of put some doubt in your mind? Did you think, you know what, maybe maybe we cooked our goose a bit early and maybe we won't be at the pointy end? Or did you deep down know that it was maybe just a bit of a speed bump and it didn't really change your course at all?
2: Yeah, look, definitely a speed bump. I've been a part of teams where, um, and I, if you've been sort of following the league the last couple of years, um, you don't really need to finish on top to, to get into the grand final. There's been teams that have finished... You know, sixth on the ladder, and and they've made the grand final and gone off to win it. Yeah. Um, so definitely a speed hump, um, sometimes a reality check, um, and it just sort of puts things into perspective. You know, you knuckle down, put your head down, and work hard and track and. Um, you know, after that sort of Heidelberg game, um, we've sort of found good form. So um, totally. it's probably a, a blessing in disguise, really. You yeah. know, unfortunately, we, we wanted to finish on top. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, making the grand final's is always, uh, you know, something special.
0: It really is, particularly in Australia. You know, we always talk about it as being a very European thing to be winning the league. But in Australia, everyone gets around a good final. So it's good to be in there. Um you know, you, you sort of alluded to it then that you've been at Avondale for a good couple of years. You know, if you cast your mind back, I think you've played, what, four or, four or five seasons for Avondale now, and how much has that club changed to, to be in the position of probably more fighting for survival to now back-to-back finalists? You're at the pointy end every season. You know, how much has that club changed?
2: Yeah, it definitely has changed a lot. I think I first signed there, um, so it would have been the 2015. Yeah. Well. Um, Season, so um, I was sort of in talks with them at the end of 2014. Uh, I know a, a good friend of mine and, and ex teammate Jeff Fleming was uh, sort of got me across, as well as a few other people involved at Avondale at the time, a part of the board that I was um, I played with juniors. Um, so yeah, look, definitely they they always had great ambitions, and they were always very um, strong-minded and knew where they wanted to head. Um, it was just a matter of sort of establishing as a team, and and you know not not many players knew who have, knew who Avondale were, um, and you know slowly but surely they they built momentum, and you know the first year I think we finished um, just below mid table, um, second year sort of uh, went you know one better, and then you know since then it's just been um, you know we've progressed that much that it, it's Avondale's now powerhouse so um yeah they've, they've definitely come a long way, and it's great to see I always knew at the back of my mind that that was going to be the case because of the people involved at the club um so yeah, just hoping we can uh, go one better this year,
0: yeah, I think it's a really good thing as well, you know, like you said it's the to be good on the park, you also need to have that support off the park and and that structure there seems to really be cultivating that the potential for success and you know, it's it's probably been success that's not been defined by silverware at this stage, but definitely, like you said, just better and better year on year. Um, if we look at the the game that we got this weekend, the big final. Last time you guys faced Bentley, you beat them pretty convincingly in a three nil win. I think going into the final series, I didn't, I honestly didn't think Bentley were going to make it to the grand final. But um, you know, form probably dictated that they weren't going to make it, but they've got themselves there. Do you think it'll be that easy on Sunday as the last time that you played?
2: No, definitely not, and we've made that we've made that known to, to sort of everyone involved that you know we, we can't harp on the, the the last game that we played in round sixteen. It's going to be a completely different game. Um, you know, the, the coaches went and sort of watched the game against Heidelberg, and um, you know it's a one off game. If you can't turn up for a final, you know you that not deserve to be there. And We know. The credit to Bentley, they've been, you know, top three team in the last three, four, five years. So um, we always knew that they were a potential risk of, of making the grand final, and um, they they have. Um, and we, we just the quicker we get it round sixteen out of our heads, which we we have already. Um, yeah, the better it is for us. So we're expecting a uh, a completely different Bentley team on Sunday night, that's for sure.
0: And how do you think that game's going to play out? I mean, you know, kicking the ball in the backyard as a kid, you always dream of, you know, 90 plus seven minutes... Final goal, free kick, standing over—you know that sort of scenario. In in your head, how's that sort of game playing out in your mind? Are you are you going to be on the scoring sheet in the one hundred and nineteen into extra time? <laughs> uh, what what's in, what's going through your head for the game?
2: I'd love to get on the score sheet, agree That that'd be—I uh, don't really score many goals, uh, but when I do, there, they, I definitely. Um, enjoy it Uh, and to to score one in the granny would be would be ideal look i think sunday is going to be two teams out there trying to play really good football so from a spectator's point of view it's going to be really good to watch um there might be a couple of goals in it i hope uh leading our way um but yeah look it's hard to say you know i just hope it's a good game and and you know we come out with the winner yeah
0: Yeah, look, I think um, it's probably a tasty final on paper for the football purists. I think both teams are going to come out to play. Look, thanks very much for taking some time out to talk to us. Congratulations on getting to the grand final. Um, I know that you guys are doing a team dinner tonight. The preparations are well underway. Um, If nothing else, it's an exciting week to be a part of, so go and enjoy it. Uh, We'll be watching from the sidelines on Sunday, and uh, looking forward to seeing how you guys go, Um, hopefully winning, maybe lifting it up at the end. We'll see how we go.
2: That'd be nice.
0: Thanks for that, guys. Lovely, nice. No Thanks, mate. See you
2: later.
0: Bye. Very interesting chat, Branson, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. Very well spoken by by Phila there. I do uh, do enjoy. He's, he, he is, is a, a very articulate
0: stuff. footballer, isn't he? There's there's very few sort of. I actually, I'm going to say in NPR, I've been very surprised by the. I think the intellect of some of the players that we talk to, you know, it's less of that, like, oh, yeah, the boys give 110% really boring, sort of forcing each word. They're very quite articulate. Very good to have.
1: Well, absolutely. And the thing that I found interesting from that chat as well is just how he sort of alluded to moving on from the last time that they played Bentley, because obviously in the last round of the year, Amidou absolutely spanked Bentley. Bentley were nowhere. They looked terrible, Mm. terrible. And, of course, we're going to think that Benley, well that Benley would not have made yeah. the grand final in the first place. So now that they're there. So I, I thought that was really interesting because, you know, I don't know how much of that will will carry over. Oh, well, it what? sounds
0: like none. Like it sounds like they've actively flagged it as a risk. They've actually said it's risky for us to go into this game thinking it's going to be like the last game. So let's not even discuss it as a group. Um and that's a really interesting one. Um so I thought it was really cool. So having heard that Obviously, you're in and around the camp of Avondale, and, and day in day out. This game, what are you thinking?
1: I'm, I'm thinking. Huh, I don't know. I think, I think Avondale will win. I do, with my impartial hat on. Yeah. Like, I, I, I do think. I think Avondale have been the best team all year. But the other thing that we've seen is that they are a flawed team, yeah. and in big games this year, we've seen them. Mm -hmm. You know, the Knights in the FFA Cup Green Gully at home, last Mm -hmm. minute winner Oakley away, last minute winner after a two-goal comeback Exactly, exactly Uh, So we've seen that they're capable of capitulating with the pressure on But then we've also seen, you know, with the win against Oakley A very good performance And of course, the start of the year So we know they're capable And I think, what was the question? Could they do it on a rainy day in sunshine? The question now is can they do it on a big stage on a sunday night yep. it's it's like it's all on the line it's everything's on the line for for this club you know they've as Phil said you know they worked their way up from you know no one had heard of them you know sort of mid table or just below mid table and now you know one of the top teams in the n p l and after the year they've had, for them to not come away with silverware, I think would just be a huge missed opportunity. Huge, huge, huge missed opportunity. Yeah. What do you think?
0: It's really interesting because I think Bentley Greens, when I first started getting into Victorian football, Bentley Greens were a big name and still are a big name. You yeah. know, in the sense of, you know, they, they were in the FFA Cup semi-final, I think, a couple of years ago, and they've always gone deep in the Cups, and they've always been... Um, you know, at the pointy end of things in NPL Victoria. So it's really interesting, I think. The form in this thing is just not a guide. Like, Avondale should have lost to Oakley if form was the guide. Yeah, of course, You know, Bentley should not be in the grand final if form was the guide. And so I have to put this game down to, like, the actual 90 minutes is going to be played out. And I'm like, I, I can't pick it because... Avondale are no longer getting those early goals and seeing games off early like they were in the first half of the season. Bentley, for mine, are a bit of a surprise packet. You know, they can be really good on their day or really bad, and I don't know what triggers that. Mm. Um, I think they're... It's it's a really interesting one. I don't think it's going to be decided in 90 minutes, though. I think we're looking at an extra time or a penalties game for this one. Um, And I... Look, I wouldn't be surprised if Avondale won. I
1: think I'd be more surprised if Bentley won. But... Anything could happen. So. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm tipping Amadel. The thing that I just reckon, I think they have more weapons. You know, more good players who are capable of turning Changing the game. Changing the game. Yeah, you know, Phil Rickavene, who was injured, he sort of come back and he's really sort of provided that defensive anchor. Another player who I think's been quite underrated has been Jonathan Gemano.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
1: now that he's back and healthy and in that starting lineup, he's just class and he's of course played professional football for for the heart, you know, for a long time there as well. So I just think that, you know, players like that, then you've got your Bolands, then you've got someone like Valentini who can get on the score sheet. I just think... That they have more more weapons to win the game, but I mean Bentley, as you said, you know, they're, like they're, they're, they're good. capable of yeah. doing like
0: Thurtell, definitely. You know, we mentioned his name more often than not, week in week out. And I and I would almost say that Heidelberg would be a tougher team to beat than Bentley. I so, in, and that's my thing. I think Avondale would be happy with this fixture, but also happiness can lead to complacence.
1: Yeah, complacency.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, if the, it sounds like they're not complacent based on our chat with you, yeah. you know, like they're they're actively being like, no, this is going to be a very hard game. We need to prepare for this properly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just don't. I I can't. I can't split this one. The only thing I can predict is that it's not going to be decided in
1: ninety minutes. Mm, yeah, yeah. It's. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be huge. I'm, I'm I'm, really looking forward to this game, and I'm looking forward to getting a bit of an interesting perspective from the bench.
0: Yes. From so the bench. Branson yeah. is going to be on the bench. Yep. Avondale have been absolutely rocked with injuries this week, and they've run out of players.
1: No, not quite. Not quite. And
0: Branson is going to be donning the number nine jersey. Liam Boland's number yeah. nine. Yep. Playing up front, off the bench, off the pine. No, what are you going to be no, doing on the bench? Man? I
1: am the team manager. So not exactly the most glamorous role in the world, but in charge, you know, bringing the kits and making things, making sure things are organized for the team, but the main thing is just being on the bench, you know. That's going to be super exciting, super unique way to watch the grand final and and hopefully be involved as as part of a winning team, but like, you know, is, you know, from a semi-pro potty point of view, it's just going to be great to sort of witness the way the coaching staff work and the way that a team goes about in terms of grand final yeah. preparation. I'm really yeah. looking forward to, to seeing that and everything that goes into it. I know the team's getting a bus there before the game. They're arriving like the whole routine. Like, just sort of getting to get that behind-the-scenes look, I reckon, is going to be fantastic. Yeah, like it a lot. Um, I know
0: you've also got a dream, and that's to get a yellow card oh, on the bench. Yeah. And what fucking better time, Branson, to yeah, get I'm a yellow card... In the grand final. In the
1: grand final. Well, there's a couple of things that I'm really hoping for. A yellow card would be ideal, and a red card would be cool, but I feel like yeah. a red card's, like, a little bit extreme. I think extreme. the club gets fined for that. Yeah, exactly, so, yeah. exactly. So I've settled for a yellow card, you know, because that way it's not a huge deal. But another thing that I reckon would be awesome would to be, like, you know, to go on a touchline run. You know, oh, that, yes. Like, okay. like a yeah. late goal or something, and... And the players just go bananas. And all the coaching staff go as well. So I really hope, you know, again, from an Avondale perspective, that that happens. So I get that opportunity. But
0: I hope for the exact opposite Bentley Grains get that uh, opportunity and, and run straight past, past you. <laughs> yeah, and like point at you. And uh, it's like, fuck you. Uh, I listen to your podcast. Fuck you. Losers. you they get show get that it. giant
1: Tifo. <laughs> They've got a Tifo as they run past. Like it uh, a lot. They... So what's your score prediction?
0: Um, My score prediction is.
1: Two one. Two, don't know. <laughs> All right, I'm saying I'm I'm I'm, I'm saying three one Avondale. Okay,
0: interesting.
1: Uh, one last game that's going on. It is the. It's a weird game, this one. Yeah, it's the NPL two grand final. Eastern Lions taking on St Albans on Friday night at Jack Edwards Reserve in Oakley. Yeah, it is a bit weird. Both teams have have secured promotion, which is obviously the ultimate goal. I mean, uh, it's
0: doing like a third place playoff, but they're finishing first. I know it's to decide who. Is technically is the grand finalist of what? What was the but... champion
1: of MPL two? Yeah, and this will be the last time we see it in the MPL Victoria as yeah. well. With the realignment next year, it'll just be the one tier.
2: Yeah,
1: uh, so it won't quite I mean they might still have the grand final, it just won't be in this format. I I think it'll be super interesting in terms of like. No, I'm, I'm, I was trying to hype it up. I you know, yeah. I, I, there's, there's not a lot on the line. You've you got know? your I mean,
0: weekend. You've got your. You've got your three games that you're focusing on don't, yeah. don't have it doesn't yeah, well, need to be played well it's
1: sort of a weird one you know both teams have finished on top they've secured promotion which let would be the celebrate. goal yeah? let
0: them fucking go to I don't know Bali or something and well,
1: enjoy well, it I just think it's probably a good game for a team to be involved with because if you win you go yeah we're the best team in the MPL too but if you lose you go well that's who fine cares? You know, yeah. yeah well not who cares but you like you know that's that's fine but like you know we've, we've already got what we really wanted yeah you know but right
0: Another long one, but it's so weird. Whenever we have less games, we just talk for ages. Anyway, ladies well, and, and gentlemen... This week, grand
1: final bumper know, episode. So much to talk about. And this is not the last show, the penultimate show. We will do a review.
0: We're thinking of doing a live review episode.
1: At a pub. At a pub. Why not? Why not? Where we can just sort of recap the year, talk about everything that we've, uh, we've been through and we've seen and we've witnessed. And what I really hope is that... On Sunday, we get to witness three cracking games, regardless of the results, regardless of who comes out on top. I just really hope that uh, we get to see three great games, three great performances, and a whole bunch of scenes. Scenes in
0: general. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure to bring you episode 31 of the Semi-Pro Potty. Please tune into to this Bumper Sunday of Football. Let us know if you're going. We will see you there. We will talk to you on Instagram, on Twitter. I am at Chambershire. You are at Branson Gibson yep. and at Gibbo36 on Instagram. You know it. It's been a pleasure. We look forward to talking to you next week as we wrap up this season of NPL Football courtesy of the Semi-Pro Potty. See ya.